0: Class is back in session welcome to d hall and dragons a real play D podcast about four high school students who get sucked into a world of fantasy and magic and have to set out on a quest to find their way home but not before they find themselves along the way my name riley wesson i'm this campaign's dungeon master and i'm joined by my friends my players and my sweet little easter bunnies hello everybody oh. <laughs> i hated that
1: that was
2: awful wow
0: that was <clears throat> that kind of hurt a little bit
2: what Sweet little
3: Easter bunny. I would love to
0: be a sweet little Easter bunny. Just Listen, hopping around. As the symbol Pioneer. of fertility
2: herself, I accept it. Just <laughs> <laughs> I'm not
0: gonna follow that rabbit hole. Ay-o. Okay, okay. Well.
2: Yeah. Just
3: because you're a little chicken isn't
2: it? <laughs> for those of you listening, Riley's like weird rocker symbol handling <laughs> that <laughs> sound is Rock really on, phenomenal. <laughs> Oh, it's dangerous, guys. It's dangerous. <laughs> I'm, in a, I'm in a wonky mood today. Um, hey, my name is Danielle Grisco and I play Brian Tolkien. Brian <laughs> Um Brian is um allergic to peppermint. And has been for uh, as long as he can remember. Um, He found out one time because um, his little sister was watching the movie Anastasia. And she talks about how she spilled peppermint on the rug. And it smelled like peppermint ever since. And like that was a memory she had with her grandmother. Anyway, Brian's little sister, fanciful and imaginative as she is, decided she was going to spill peppermint on the rug so that she could be like Princess Anastasia uh brian had terrible headaches and a scratchy throat for days and they had to wash and shampoo the rug once they realized that that's the reason that that brian was having an allergic reaction
3: so are you allergic to peppermint and hence and, and weirdly no. share that
2: same story with brian or Are you no.
4: just perfect
2: i i am not allergic to peppermint um but brian was how insane. did you come up
4: with that that's
2: brilliant. I, I actually just made it up for you. Right of course you did. Brilliant, Danielle. Of course you did. <laughs> Thanks. Oh my
4: god.
3: Well, I'm not going to follow that. So, whoever yeah. else wants to
0: go. <laughs> oh, shit. If somebody dude. say something. God, this has to go on.
4: Okay. Hi. I'm Andy Deinhardt, I guess, and I am the voice of Victoria High Tower.
0: Take a breath, recenter yourself, it's okay. Okay,
4: all right. No pressure. Victoria energy, let's go. Okay. She's a bad bitch, let's go. Spoken of a
1: true theater professor, center yourself, (laughs) breathe.
4: (laughs) So, Victoria's never had a pet because her mom doesn't have the emotional capacity to care for another creature, Uh, nor does she care about animals, but Victoria has- Gone over to friends' houses and probably been decent enough friends with their pets. She uh, loves cats. and She wants a cat so bad.
2: Of course she's a cat person.
4: But she definitely is allergic to cats. Not <laughs> life-threateningly, but enough that, you know, she'll definitely need a Benadryl after rubbing it on her face. Which she does, you know, willingly because she's never had a pet. So she'll pet any cat that she can see. So... She does end up very uh, red and watery eyes and sniffly, but she doesn't care because she's always wanted a cat. So It's
1: like those lactose intolerant people that they yes. eat ice cream <laughs> and just don't give a shit because it's ice cream. <laughs>
0: yeah. And they're so <laughs> selfish for doing so it. so selfish for eating <laughs> ice cream. Wow. <laughs> Thank you for the callback. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, man.
3: Uh, hi, I'm Brandon Lindsay, and I play Cecil McNamara. And ha he doesn't really have a whole lot of allergies. I guess the only thing he's allergic to is weakness. Oh um, my god! He doesn't let it enter his body. His body is sort of a temple, and he takes care of his body. He 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 did the whole like food allergy test. wasn't allergic to anything. Not susceptible to any diseases, or you know, he's he has his immune system is it's made of steel. Um. So yeah, I guess I guess if he were allergic to one thing, it would be being a little bitch. Bit so he's which he which he's not. So.
0: Fun fact, uh, peek behind the screen for everybody. Cecil's strength is a score of six. Hey, uh, hey now, hey, now. So, <laughs> hey. I'm going to need Brandon to roll a deception check. Hey.
2: Jackson?
1: Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Jackson Pounds. I play uh, James Malden. Uh, James isn't uh, allergic to anything to his, his knowledge, um, but I was going to give a similar answer to Cecil's and say that if James is allergic to anything, it's probably uh, judgment and cynicism.
0: <laughs> Brian puts his hood up. <laughs> oh my god, you've summoned him.
3: That's a very James answer. I oh love god. that.
0: <laughs> and my name is Riley Wesson. As I said, I'm this campaign's dungeon master. Fun fact about Riley: I'm actually uh, I'm allergic to stick deodorant. Uh, if I if I use it, I get a rash under my arms. So
2: like the
4: aluminum in it
2: or something.
0: I think it's something like that, but that's why I only use antiperspirant deodorant.
2: Okay, I was gonna say please follow up for the listeners that you use some kind of deodorant. <laughs> yes,
0: I use deodorant. <laughs> but yeah, it was like I think it was like middle school or something like that. And I I just developed this really bad rash on my arms or on my armpits, and I was like, what the heck is this? And then I somehow discovered, oh, it's deodorant. Huh. So well. Which
3: leads us to our sponsor of the video <laughs> Speed Stick. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So last session on D-Hall and Dragons, our intrepid band of misguided adventurers approached the settlement of Bummerfield after finalizing their plan to gain entry, pretending they're a traveling circus and that they've come to put on a show. Because of course, why not? Miraculously, this worked as Cecil danced in bear form with a sad clown, Brian, while James dropped some inspired words from the bard himself, much to the guard's amazement. Upon entering Bummerfield, the students saw a steampunk city that streets are swathed in sadness... Yeah, uh, with cobblestone structures and reclusive citizens. <laughs> Making their way to the Arts District of Bummerfield, the students had a chance meeting with Rena Harper, the no-nonsense but kindly halfling owner of the Bard Yard. After telling them a bit about the fountain that graces the Arts District Square and the burning of the BM Theater ten years ago, Rena recommended that they hole up and the whole rest in and do their best to stay out of the streets at night as strange spooky things are afoot in this city. Upon entering the inn and securing a room, Victoria and Cecil battled for the attention of Liz, the elven bartender and the partial owner of the inn, with Victoria trying to charm her and Cecil disguising himself unbeknownst to V. Cecil gained the victory, and Victoria left in a huff as James and Brian witnessed this entire encounter and went to check on their friend upstairs. In their room, Victoria opened up to her fellow students about her woes and seeking the attention of fellow women, and James gave her some words of comfort before the three of them went downstairs. Upon arrival and discussion of where to go next, Cecil revealed his trick of disguising himself as Tom Hiddleston to charm Liz to the shocked and furious Victoria. And that's where we are now.
3: I was low-key, low-key.
0: What? Yeah, I can turn into other people now.
4: She's going to attempt to grapple him and pull him out of the uh, tavern.
3: Oh, fantastic. Uh, nah, Nah, he'll go along with it.
4: Great. I grab him by the collar of his shirt and drag him outside, and I get on top of him, and I start hitting him.
0: (laughs) Brian takes out his phone and follows them. Are you doing actual
2: damage to me right now?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Okay, roll an attack roll.
3: Great.
0: Brian, are you actually trying to record this? Yeah, yeah, I am. Okay, roll me a d20. That's
4: a 21 to hit.
0: Good lord. That's a 17 (laughs) on a roll where I had to be three or higher. Okay, great. So your phone is still working, and you are getting every second of this <laughs> just ridiculous beat down in front of this inn.
4: Three points of damage, because I hit. Uh,
0: yeah, you sock Cecil, like, right in the shoulder, but, like, I'm... really, really hard.
4: Yeah, she's just gonna continue unless he fights back.
0: Um, is it my turn? If we're gonna keep doing this, both of you roll initiative. Great. Oh. My. God. I mean, we knew we were gonna happen at some point, right? I rolled a 19. okay yeah so victoria has gotten a surprise round on cecil but uh (laughs) cecil is now first in the initiative
3: uh i'm gonna like kind of like in fetal not well not like in full fetal position but i'm kind of like bent (laughs) down yeah you're you're
0: trying to hold your fists up
3: (laughs) yeah i'm gonna reach my hand down and pull out my wand and i'm gonna cast whole person
0: okay first roll me a d20 that's
3: a five
0: Okay, Victoria, roll me a uh, wisdom saving throw.
3: Yeah, it's a wisdom right? saving throw of fourteen.
0: Okay. okay.
4: Ah, that's
0: eleven. I just go boop. Yeah, yeah. So Victoria, She's
4: like mid swing, too.
0: You like sock Cecil in the shoulder, and you're rearing back for another one. And Cecil scrambles on the ground, whips out his wand, and just sticks it out, and like it taps your shoulder, and you are frozen in place. What the hell was that? Was that what? What the hell are you doing? That hurt. Uh, okay, <clears throat> Victoria, make me another wisdom saving throw. No.
3: <laughs>
0: okay, yeah, you're still held. <laughs> um, I'm gonna take the next six
3: seconds, and I'm just, I'm gonna like peek my head inside. Are you, are, are you filming this, Brian?
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm standing outside next to you guys, but like my back is towards the building. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, Brian and James have just followed you outside and are just kind of watching this. Oh, uh, I, what's
3: she? What's she so upset about? Was she really that mad about the whole Tom Hiddleston thing? I- that was-
1: Yeah, she did seem pretty upset, Cecil.
0: Victoria, roll me another Wisdom Saving Throw.
4: I swear to god, I'm not using this one again. Okay. Oh my god.
0: Victoria's teeth are gritted and her fist clenched It's still unable to move.
3: I didn't realize she was gonna be that upset. This was just a bit of a joke.
0: Well, now I feel bad, guys. Victoria, make me another wisdom saving throw. I swear,
4: what's the point? What is the point? What is the (laughs) point? That's a natural one!
1: How long is she gonna stay like that? Uh,
3: I don't know, like, like maybe like a a minute or so. Um.
0: Roll again, Victoria? (sighs) Continue. (laughs) I... (laughs)
2: I don't. Right. I, I mean, frankly, like I don't. I don't quite understand how you thought that this was going to go. I mean, not only did you piss her off um, by lying to her, which Victoria's never done well with, and now you're actually trying to tempt her ego by letting her lose the fight and trapping her in this form. Like you honestly think when she breaks out of this that you're not going to have a broken nose?
0: Victoria, roll again.
2: Thank God, that's a
4: sixteen.
0: Okay, you th- you cannot do anything because it is the end of your turn. <sighs> okay. But you break free of this.
4: Son of a bitch!
0: Look, would it help
3: you if you actually got to just punch me right in the face?
4: Is that your six seconds?
0: Victoria roll and attack roll.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Twelve.
0: That doesn't hit. No! She swings.
4: She still swings at you.
0: Yeah, you you are so blinded with rage, and yeah. honestly, probably a, b- a few tears at this point are obscuring your vision, and you swing wildly, and uh, Cecil is able to backstep very quickly. Look,
3: Victoria, Victoria, I'm I'm sorry. I didn't re- I didn't think you were going to be that upset about it. Honestly, I, I'm I'm sorry. You
4: cheated. You cheated. That's not fair.
3: Would it make you feel better if we actually duked it out right here,
2: right here and now? Yeah,
4: I mean, oh you Cecil and she storms off
2: Brian slowly lowers his phone and stops recording and puts it in his pocket
0: (laughs) that one is not going on world star
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm
3: gonna chase after Victoria
0: okay Uh, James and Brian do you guys want to do anything (sighs) Brian just turns and looks at James
1: um I would say we probably have to follow them. I'd rather go off and just do something else, anything else, probably. But we should probably help them. At least see if they sort their shit out.
0: All right. So it's now about, I believe, about 4.30 or so. As I said, the whole city is pretty dim already from a lot of the steam. But it does start to get a little bit darker as you guys have stepped out of the inn and after this... (laughs) ridiculous brawl um (laughs) victoria uh which way are you going she's
4: going back towards the like old burnt down theater
0: okay so you uh head back up to uh the west village right right next to you guys and is there anything you're doing up there
4: yeah she's gonna cast long strider and pass without a trace and she's gonna try to lose the guys
0: oh uh okay roll me two d20s in that case
4: okay a six and an
0: eight. Yep. So you get both of those off. Um, Cecil, you are starting to chase after Victoria and you see her just kick off the ground and dart off much faster than she was going. And Victoria, if you would like to, you can roll a stealth check. So 13 for stealth.
4: Not
0: great. That's that's with the plus 10. Plus 10? That's oh, Pass God,
4: 23.
0: Okay. Everybody else, if you could mute your audio really quick um, and Victoria will tell me where she's going, okay. where she's trying to hide. Okay. Okay.
4: So I uh, I think she would probably head back towards the fountain, but then knowing that that's where the guys would expect her to go, she's going to probably dart down an alleyway and make her a long way around to the, um, to the burnt theater. And to she's the theater? Gonna, yeah. She's going to try to find like a back entrance.
0: Okay. Yeah. You start to head towards the fountain. Yeah. And then you dip in between that little alley between uh, that like 17. Like next to the building that says seventeen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And you 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 sneak in. There's a kind of like a fenced in area yeah. with some uh, with like a a tent and stuff on the other side, but you sneak in between those and then you make your way up behind the museum. Okay. Uh, well. Which is three, and you you head around to the back of the theater.
4: Great. Would I find a back entrance?
0: I'll let you know in a second. Okay, cool. You're good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hello. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah, the rest of you make your way into the Arts District. Um, If you could all roll me a perception check. Come on. 20.
1: 14. All right, I rolled a 15.
0: Okay. Uh, Yeah, none of you guys made Victoria's stealth check. I have a 20! 20. 23. So like a
3: 23 or something like that
0: yeah so you guys run into the uh fountain area and you do not see any sign of Victoria Brian however you hear this really faint melody it sounds kind of like a kind of like a flute and it sounds like it's coming from the direction of the theater
2: okay. Is it like a is it like a an upbeat flute like Shire melody or is this like a dramatic?
0: <laughs> it almost sounds like a like an orchestra tuning up. It's very faint though. And there's
2: I don't I don't hear anything else in any other anything unusual in any other direction.
0: Uh, no, not really. Right. I, I mean, you you see like you see like a few townspeople kind of walking by, but very few, and they're all kind of keeping their head down and minding their own business.
2: Um, so I guess I guess my biggest question is like. My gut says to follow the music into that theater, um, which is cool because I wanted to check out that theater anyway, but um, I also feel like Victoria is the kind of person to like... She mentioned she wanted to go in that place with all the books and everything that we passed by before, and I feel like if she she wanted to hide, she would try and hide among those books. So I, I guess I don't know if I should follow that sound right now or if I should go where I think she would go. What do you guys think?
1: Uh, I would argue that given the choice that she made to disappear from the party like that it was a choice that she made and i don't think it's necessarily on us to try to find her i imagine that she could probably find us if she wanted to
2: uh, people aren't rational when they're when they're thinking that way i mean like she she was full of nothing so what emotion. would be the
1: point then to go find the person when they're in an irrational state then
2: that makes sense
3: there are things that are that are affecting this town that are hurting people and we don't know anything about that. And if Victoria's out there by herself and she gets hurt because of me, because of some stupid shit that I pulled, I...
2: Whoa, Cecil, are you okay?
3: We, 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 we could split up. If you wanted to go follow the, the flute, I, I could probably go to the books or... Um, I don't know. Maybe splitting up's not a good idea because then if...
2: Brian is very overwhelmed by the amount of emotion that are driving decision-making in this group and, frankly, is having a hard time (laughs) deciphering one from the other, and so Brian just turns to James and goes, Okay, well, which one?
1: Suppose we um, do split up. We can say get back to the inn that we were just at as a meeting point for people to go back to. Okay. See, Uh, so if you are this distraught about... Finding Victoria, perhaps Brian could accompany you, and y'all can go to the library, and then I'll investigate whatever the flute sound is.
3: Are you comfortable being by yourself? I, I mean, I think you're entirely capable. You're one of the more. If you feel like you can, I, I trust you.
1: Yeah, this will be um, walking around a depressing, melancholy place by myself is actually kind of familiar.
3: Um, if we are, if if we are. Sp- you know, splitting up. I mean, I, I could always... We, we don't have any of, like, her belongings, right? Actually, wait, I do. Um, she gave me chapstick.
2: Brian pulls uh, a mascara out of his pocket that was left over from the sad clown makeup. And says, I have I have this
1: too.
3: Here, hold this real quick. Okay. I'm just gonna stare up and try and find where the sun is through the clouds. <laughs> like, Okay. I need a <laughs> Oh god, cedar fever. Achoo! <laughs> um, <laughs> <It's kind> of... <laughs> yeah,
0: We're squinting trying to see the tiniest glint of the sun. You you managed to peek through the clouds and get a sneeze out.
3: Uh I'm going to turn into a golden retriever.
0: Absolutely. Yes.
3: Um, very golden coat, but the tuft of fur around its neck is kind of a more orangish color.
0: <sighs> god, now I want this dog.
3: And uh I'm gonna I'm gonna, gonna sniff. sniff her out. I'm gonna I'm gonna sniff the uh, I'm gonna try and catch it I'm gonna catch her scent.
0: Okay, I'll say you already have advantage because of your sniffing. Okay. Um but I'll say since you have her scent, I'll say that the DC is lowered to twenty.
3: Okay. Really? Double eights? That sucks. Awesome.
0: Wow. Oh my god. There is literally nothing.
3: Um well I'm just gonna try and then uh,
0: just nose to the ground.
3: Nose to the ground start moving around the area
0: okay so you guys split up and as you do um, go ahead and take your headphones out again and we will go back to Victoria
2: <laughs> who for the record I'm mad at just so you know <laughs> this is the fun part about
0: zoom DD
4: I just actually messaged you which is funny because I was trying to find a way to help
0: <laughs> okay cool um so you said you rounded the corner
4: she's running. While she's just sobbing and just running and trying to find a place to just hide and cry and nurse her wounds.
0: Okay, so yeah, you, you make your way around the museum and you're coming to the side of this burned down theater. Um, and you roll me a perception check.
4: Whoa, okay. Uh, I rolled a, a natural 20, so that would be a 24.
0: Okay, yeah, you can absolutely hear your uh, your three companions out in the square around the corner arguing with one another. By the time you've made it there, you probably hear the last half of their conversation or something. Okay,
4: I'm looking for a door in the back of the theater.
0: Okay, yeah, with that perception check, yeah. you can spot on the side, there is a door. It's pretty burned, but yeah. you can see printed on it, it says Tors Lee. Which, with your perception check, you can come to realize it it once said actors only.
4: Oh. Aw. All right, she's gonna go up to the door, and she's tried this once before, and it worked, but she's gonna try to, like, concentrate, focus, and send her mage hand again towards the door to see if she can open
0: it. Okay. Uh, roll me a d20.
4: 12.
0: Cool, yeah. So you- you concentrate, and this spectral hand kind of separates from yours- it has this sort of, like, this bluish tint to it nice. with, with, like, these kind of pink sparkles uh, around it. Yeah. And it it reaches out and uh, grasps the doorknob, and you kind of twist your hand, and it does so in kind, and it
4: Great. cracks open. I'm gonna go poke my head in.
0: Cool. So you poke your head inside, and uh, you see the... Kind of burned down remains of the interior of this uh, actor's entrance, essentially. It's just kind of a cobblestone hallway that's kind of ramping up that you're assuming must go around to the backstage of this theater.
4: Is it burnt to the point where like tons of beams have fallen, or do you think, or would the stage still exist?
0: yeah the stage would still it's it's a cobblestone theater oh, like okay, the interior okay. and like the walls and stuff are stone much yeah. like the rest of this city so it's like there's wood on like the roof and that kind of thing but it's not it's mostly stone okay. so it's mostly just smoke damage um there's like a few beams that have fallen here yeah. and there but nothing or it's like completely obscured
4: so i could probably make my way through to what i would believe is the stage area
0: mm-hmm. yeah
4: great i'll do
0: that okay
4: i'll be stealthy about it too
0: Okay, uh roll me a stealth check. Yeah. You still have plus ten from past that trace.
4: Another twenty three.
0: Okay. Yeah. You yeah. sneak your way in, uh, and kinda poke your head around the corner and you can see these Um, You can see the wings that go onto the stage. uh, And as you peek around, you can see on the stage, there's some fire damaged furniture here and there. So like a sofa and like a basic interior set you would expect from like a realistic play. Uh, And the wings have these curtains that are kind of tattered and uh, frayed from years and years of not being handled. And next to you, you see a door that you can assume would probably lead to something like a dressing room.
4: Okay. I'm going to i'm gonna
0: go out on stage okay you make your way out and you are standing on this stage and uh it's a very nice interior theater probably about 500 or so seats and there's a there's a, a ground level and a mezzanine uh and you can see the chairs are pretty nice uh but Obviously, after having having been in a burned down building for 10 years, uh, there's some water damage and smoke. that They're pretty charred, but the stage is seemingly empty besides the burned furniture that's out on here.
4: Cool. Then I'm just going to plop down, and she's just going to hug her legs and cry for a bit.
0: Okay. Um, As you sit down and the emotion kind of starts to take over, your body's kind of heaving, and you start to kind of vocally sob. Roll me a perception check. Oh.
4: Twelve.
0: Twelve. Yeah, you're sobbing and you at the very last second look up a little bit and through uh-huh. your blurred vision you see this shadow start to descend on you.
4: Do I have a chance to roll out of the way?
0: Um with that perception check no. It No Wraps its arms around you. Is there anything you want to do?
4: Um. <laughs> I. I'm going to cast Thunderclap. Okay. Yeah. First, roll me a d20. 17.
0: Okay. And then rolls for attack.
4: I think it's just each creature within range has to succeed on a constitution saving throw. Okay.
0: What is that saving throw?
4: It's just a 10. but. 10. The thunder can be heard up to a hundred feet away.
0: Yeah, but what what type of damage is this? Uh, thunder. Thunder damage. Okay. Yeah. Wow. They uh they all they... failed that. Oh <gasps> yes. Okay. They yeah. As as this thing has wrapped its arms around you, uh, you see that there are two behind it as well. Oh, um God. and okay. th- yeah, I rolled two natural ones and an eight, and they have a plus one <gasps> to Constitution. Uh, I rolled six! I rolled six! They all take six points of thunder damage. Uh, Yeah, you manage to break free a little bit and smack your hands together. And this boom resonates throughout the building. And you can see that it does some damage to these guys, but they seem to be not quite as uh, affected by that as you might expect. And with that, uh, we're going to say that you are stuck in this kind of grapple with them uh and then we will see what happens uh as you guys can come back you guys good (laughs) yeah
2: i'm fine i'm a little bitter but i'm fine
0: (laughs) you start to uh go your separate ways and suddenly you hear this (gasps) it sounds like thunder booming from inside of the theater i start barking
2: uh, yeah, Brian turns and starts running towards the theater as fast
0: as he can.
1: Same. I was already uh, on my way.
0: So yeah, James is like a few steps up and then hears that and he sees Brian and Cecil bounding up behind him and you guys run into the lobby of this theater. I
3: have 40 feet of movement, by the way. I'm a dog.
0: Well, so you guys run in and you can tell that there's some kind of struggle going on on the other side of uh, that's inside of this theater. But you are inside of the lobby currently It is charred and stained from these years of fire damage from 10 years ago and as you walk in it looks like your average kind of theater lobby you can see these posters along the wall and um there's one where it's like it's two humans uh, they're both wearing like these leather outfits uh and they seem to be sliding along the ground and you see the title grease spell over the top um there's another one yeah, uh, there's another one you see that says "The King and I," uh, and there's a king that seems to be dancing with this giant eyeball. There's one this for. Uh, You're having way too much fun, fun with this. I, I, I <laughs> This is this is the arc. This is my arc. Okay, uh, you see one that is. <laughs> that is like this huge crowd of people and in the front of them is like this bug bear with this really tall hat and a walking cane and it says the music monster uh you see one with three groups there's like a group of elves a group of dwarves and a group of humans and uh there's a big clock in the background behind them and it's that with the title rag time stop over the top
2: oh no oh my god they're all musicals <laughs>
0: Can we can we tell
2: where the disturbance is coming from like which direction through this lobby?
0: Oh right yeah there's that as well um. Um, <laughs> you can tell on the, it seems to be coming from the other side of the doors that are entering the main room of the theater and you in the middle of the doors that are entering the theater you see like a ticket counter booth uh, and there's a sign over the top that says um, "It says like admission five gold. Um, but yeah, you can tell that the, the disturbance seems to be happening from the other side of these doors.
3: Am I able to pick up Victoria's scent at all?
0: Yeah, you can with your dog smelling and with the smell of Victoria's stuff in your recent memory, you can smell the Victoria's on the other side of these
3: doors. I'm, I'm barking as loudly as I can and I'm going, I'm going full feral canine, like a dog park just saw another dog <laughs> I don't like.
1: I'm going ape shit. Uh, James is going to s- slowly approach the door. I've, I'm, I'm, Cecil is probably leading scratching, the door scratching at it. Yeah. He's scratching
0: at it like a dog that wants in. Uh, yeah, you tried the door and it is locked. Can we pick it? Uh, you can try. Uh, yeah, roll me a sleight of hand check. I have, st- have these tools. You a dog, my friend. I'm proficient. Um, Alright, 20. Wow. Yeah, you, 19. you jam your dagger in. You, you jam your dagger in. You're trying to get it Around, um, but it seems to be a bit too crude of a weapon, uh, and there seems to be something. There seems to be something beyond just a locking mechanism keeping this door closed.
2: Is is there? Honestly, Brian doesn't know enough about the theater to be able to <laughs> figure this out, which sucks because Danielle does.
3: <laughs> and if only if you if only you worked in the theater business.
2: I know. Your entire my career. entire my entire life. Brian um is frustrated and is going to stand back from the door and he starts looking across the, the wall towards this interior theater room trying to see if there's like another way in or another door to it or something like that.
0: Uh, yeah, you are putting your hands all around and you're trying to find a place, uh, but it doesn't. There does. This seems to be the only way to enter from this lobby.
3: So I'm I'm scratching as fast as I can. Am I making mm-hmm. any progress in the door?
0: Now.
1: Uh, so what Brian figured out is that there's There's a lock on the door But suppose that you even get the lock off Something really heavy is behind the door
0: It doesn't seem like there's furniture on the other side of the door It seems like there's almost like a spectral force Keeping the door there's closed There's a spell, okay
1: uh,
3: I, I drop my golden retriever form And I take, okay. out, I take out my baseball bat Casting shillelagh And I'm going to town on the door
0: Okay, roll an attack roll
3: That's uh 17 to hit
0: Yeah, you make contact, and you splinter the wood a little bit, um, but this thing is stuck to the hinges currently, and it seems that there might be something else that you need to do than just try to open this door to get through. Almost like a puzzle. Ugh. Oh,
3: my God. In the narrative, Cecil's upset and doesn't give a shit. (laughs)
0: Um. (laughs) Well, in the narrative, in my head, this is not how this is supposed to go about.
2: Okay, um... Great. Well, I was about to ask James if he wanted to turn to rock again, but I suppose. Yeah, I was going to
1: say that. I mean, if if the wood is splintering, okay. If the wood is splintering, like there, meaning there is some sort of possibility that you can literally brute force the door open. In other words, the wood is going to break.
3: I, I turn to the ticket counter where I see it's asking five gold. I throw out literally all of my gold and I sh- I throw it into the door.
0: Ah, the door cracks open. If you have tossed in at least fifteen gold, um, you have each earned your admission into the theater. Oh <laughs> I,
3: I I toss in all thirty-seven of my gold. Uh, okay, because it's I don't I don't I don't bother to take it out of the pack. I literally just take it all and I eat it.
0: Okay, so we're all in. Yeah, you run in and you see on the stage Victoria's form, and she seems to be wrapped up in this almost like this substantial shadow has its arms wrapped around her. And there are two more uh, on either side behind her. Are we rolling initiative or are we doing- can we still do things? I will allow you guys to at least try and run up to the stage. Okay. Do y'all have anything particular y'all want to do?
3: I'm reaching into my khaki bag of tricks.
1: It's possible that we could empathize or sympathize and speak to these spirits, right? Normally you can do that unless they are just angry.
3: They seem to be pretty angry right now.
2: You want to try and talk to them?
1: Yeah, sure. See what they want. <laughs> I want them to get
3: their filthy paws off of Victoria right now.
2: <laughs> Brian looks at the situation in front of him and just slowly puts away his butterfly net and figures that it's not going to be useful in this situation. <laughs> 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 Fuck, guys!
1: What do y'all want to do? I'm going to slowly uh, approach the stage. I guess, uh, hello, fallen spirits of the theater. Um, sorry, we are intruding on your home. However, that is our friend that decided to make an irrational decision and is now in the hands of a ghost lesson learned. I would say, um, what is it that you want? as you want us to leave?
0: As you say this, the one that has its arms around Victoria looks up and you can almost see the visage of what might be a theater usher that is draped in shadow And you see like the outline of a vest and what may or may not be like a name tag. You can't make out a name, but it looks up and says, no talking in the theater. And it is going to wrap its arms around Victoria and squeeze her. Um, Nope. Victoria, what is your uh, AC? 15. Okay. It rolled a 14. uh, (gasps) So it just barely uh, doesn't manage to get the best grip and its hand it's hands kind of slip and it's not able to nice. hit you. She's,
4: she's taking some Krav Maga, and she elbows him back.
0: <laughs> With that, everybody please roll initiative. Oh boy. Well, 6, six 10,
1: 4, uh 19.
0: <laughs> okay. So what I'm hearing is that everybody rolled terribly besides James, yeah. uh including these shadows. Uh, so, uh, James, you have the first move.
1: Um, I suppose, I suppose best course of action is to try and get Victoria out of this usher's arms. Although I'm operating blind because I don't know if arrows are just going to go straight through a spirit. Yeah. I suppose I can give it a shot though. Um, I'm going to try and, uh, plug the usher in the head, the one that's holding her.
0: Okay. Roll to attack.
1: Fifteen.
0: Fantastic. All right. That's going to hit. Roll me some damage. Uh, six. Great. I will also say I have explained this to Victoria, but I haven't gotten a chance to explain this to y'all. Uh, so you see up on the stage, you see Victoria surrounded by these three shadow ushers. Um, and on stage, there seems to be a set that you would see probably for like a Chekhov play, pretty like a like an interior room with like some burned furniture, three walls that are surrounding it. And you see these tattered curtains on either side of the stage that lead off into the wings. And so James, seeing that these things are probably not to be reasoned with, whips out your bow, pulls it back and fires and you clip it right in the shoulder behind Victoria. You can see that it is hurt, but it doesn't seem to do quite as much damage as you might expect it would. And it <sighs> no weapons in the theater. Either. <laughs> and James, do you want to move anywhere? You are still currently in the audience at the moment. You're like you're on the you're on the edge of the what would be like the orchestra pit. Uh, and then nice. around are the stairs up onto the stage or um, You're like on row A. Yes, you're on row A. <laughs> you you have you have orchestra seats, my friend. You paid top dollar for these. If this were Hamilton, you would have spent about $1500. Oh. Or 37 gold in Cecil's case.
1: No, I think I would rather keep my distance. I'd, I think I'd rather stay
0: where I am. Okay. Victoria, that is your turn. I'm gonna need you to make a contestant grapple check to try and break this grapple first. If you fail this grapple, you'll still get a turn, but if you don't fail it, then you can get out of this, at least. Okay. So, roll me a strength check, please. Oh,
4: yeah, no. That sucks. Uh, that's only a six.
0: Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. you pull back and forth but it still seems to have a good grip on you as you as you see your companions bust in the door and see this and james runs down tries to talk with them for a second fails and shoots it shoots a, an arrow at them
4: with her mascara still running down her face she casts suggestion on the guy who's holding her
0: Ooh. she's gonna say let us go um unfortunately you cannot because he has your mouth covered
4: no, for real?
0: Yeah.
3: <gasps> verbal components,
0: baby. You can try and cast a spell if you don't have to say anything.
2: <laughs> like, all of my stuff is verbal, dude. Oops. Uh,
4: yeah, whoops.
0: That's why I tried um, to get you out of that grapple. Uh.
4: Cool. Well, uh, yeah, she's stuck, I guess, unless I, uh, unless I can grab a dagger out of
0: him. I'll say you can pull a dagger out and try and stab him.
4: I will try to stab him.
0: Okay, yeah, you will be doing it at disadvantage.
4: That's okay. Woo, even at disadvantage, that's not bad. That's 17 to hit.
0: Ooh, yep, that'll yeah. do it. Roll for damage.
4: And that's four points of damage. She just pulls it off her hip and stabs
0: Oh, it. please, please stop. No,
4: stop. Quiet,
0: quiet. This thing is <laughs> starting to bleed some shadow icker from its side, um, but is still doing okay. And the other two are still just kind of standing behind it. Uh, with that, it is the shadows' turn, and this first one is going to try and attack you again. That is going to fail, but the other two are also going to try and attack. Yep. Uh, okay. One of them manages to hit. They're okay. both. They're all kind of like trying to get at you, but like, un- it's a little bit poorly thought out because it's the one that has you, and the other two are like trying <laughs> yeah. to reach over. But one manages <laughs> to put its hand around your head, and you feel a bit like weak in the knees as it attacks you. Uh-huh. and you, you take eight damage and you feel this kind of weakness taking over your body a little bit, your strength score reduces by one. No! If your strength hits zero, you are dead. <gasps> but that is the end of the shadow's turns.
4: So it, would that be my 14 overall has just reduced to 13?
0: Yes, it's not your okay, modifier, you. it's just your strength yeah, 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 overall. Yeah. Okay, um, sounds
2: good. Oh, okay.
0: As they both attack you, they both spread out. The one still has you grappled, but the other two spread out and are positioned on either end of the stairs for anybody that might try and come up onto the stage. With that, it is Cecil's turn.
3: Okay. For my action, I'm going to reach into my khaki bag of tricks. I'm going to bring out a little friend to help us. (gasps) Okay. All right. This would be great. It would be Perfect. To get a giant brown bear,
0: no bears. We
3: in got the a, it's a flying snake. We'll see if oh. it's a giant
0: one. Yes.
3: It's a giant flying snake.
0: That's a yes. yes. <laughs> 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 okay, let me pull up some oh, stats incredible. for that. incredible! Nice. You reach in, and Brian, you're the one. You're the only one standing next to Cecil, so you see this and. Victoria looking out in the audience you see this Cecil reaches into his bag and what you've seen so far has been like a giant skunk and like a raccoon and a duck and, and a you're, duck. Like, you're like Cecil what the hell are you doing and he throws it down and you see grow out from it this gigantic flying snake
3: and I guess since it's a tiny it's a, it's originally a tiny beast I guess it's only like the size would maybe be like small or medium depending on how you want to play it
0: yeah so it's, it's now a medium snake but even that is, like, a four-foot-long flying snake. Yeah.
3: Um, okay, and then bonus action. I'm going to spin my bat in my hand, and I'm going to smack it on the stage, and a bear's paw reaches out,
0: and I'm summoning my spirit totem as a bear. Ooh, okay. So you're not on the stage because you are at the back of the theater. Oh. You have made it up now to where James is okay. uh, at the pit. But I believe you can summon that within like an area you can see. Yeah, right.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm summoning it close enough to where Victoria is absolutely within the area.
0: Yeah, you slam it, and this this bear <laughs> crawls out um, from underneath the stage, okay. and is seated in the middle. And I'll say right now, Cecil, James, and Victoria are currently in its its aura. Okay.
3: So we all have advantage on strength checks and saving throws, and also Ooh. we gain nine temporary hit points
4: oh bless
0: nicely done
3: and that's gonna be the end of my turn also my flying snake uh his name is going to be uh her name her name is going to be gertrude Aww. Gertrude,
0: love it <laughs> do you want gertrude to try and fly at any of these guys
3: uh yeah gertrude is going to fly uh, specifically at the one stage uh, it's going to go It's, gonna, it's gonna go ahead. It's not going to faff about. It's going to the one who's attacking Victoria.
0: Gertrude is going center stage. She is finding her light. Yes, this is she her is. time in the spotlight. She flies up and... Just uh, starts saying,
2: there is a willow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> flies up and tries to attack. All right. So that's going to be a 22 to hit. Okay, that definitely hits. So, yeah, she clamps down. Uh, on this thing. You can see because these things are slightly translucent the venom try and seep in um, but it just seems to fall through it uh, and these things are immune to poison. Okay. Uh,
3: d- does it do any piercing damage?
0: It does take, it does take one piercing damage.
3: <laughs> because it's a, a larger flying snake, could it take more than one piercing damage?
0: I'll say you can roll a d4 plus 2.
3: You're a gracious DM. That's a 4. 4 plus 2.
0: Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, so it does six damage reduced to three because as you've gathered at this point, these things are resistant to piercing damage.
3: And it's going to use the remainder of any movement it might have to fly above it. So it's out of its
0: melee. Okay, great. Uh, Brian, that is now your turn. Okay. Brian's hand is
2: still in his backpack uh, from putting his net away and Mm -hmm. he's kind of fumbling around in his backpack, trying to like make sure everything is secure. And he... His hand hits something, and he he thinks, "Oh, this is this this would piss off an usher." And he pulls out the dog whistle, and <gasps> he blows it, and then is surprised when no sound comes out, and thinks, "Well, that was useless." And puts Cecil it...
3: cringes <laughs> in pain.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so that's the fur, and then
0: the roll is a one, a one, fantastic. You blow it; doesn't seem to make any sound, but all of a sudden. From underneath the pit, this dog scrambles up. Uh, and if Brian were to own a dog, what kind of dog would Brian own? Um,
2: Brian would probably own. I want to say like a bloodhound, like Sherlock Holmes's bloodhound. <laughs> Dopey little.
0: Yeah, you guys see, it's like a Doberman. Like, what's that Sherlock Holmes book called? <laughs>
1: Of the baskervilles baskerville. Baskerville. Yeah. yeah
0: you see a hound of baskerville scramble its way up but it is like a much smaller one than you would expect uh, oh. and arr, arr, uh and it leaps over the pit and at the shadow that is on top of uh victoria and it trots up to it and it lifts up its legs yes and
3: good boy Good
0: boy. Peas on this shadow. This shadow usher leaps back. No pets in the theater. Oh, God. Oh, it's all over me. Victoria, you are now released from this grapple.
3: (gasps) What is this dog's name?
0: Oh, uh, Toby. 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 Yeah. You see this dog, after peeing on this usher, look down at Brian, (laughs) wags its tail as it looks at you. Very happy to see you. Can I touch the dog? Is it close enough to me? You're still at the back of the theater. I'll say you can run up to the edge of the pit.
2: Okay. Um. Well, I was. I wanted to use my bonus action if I could.
0: Yes, you absolutely bonus action. Can. Pet the dog. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> um, the dog has served Brian's purposes, so he's no longer emotionally um, attached to it. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Um. But Brian is, like, making eye contact with the ghost thing that is, or the usher that is now stepped back from the dog um, and realizes that Victoria is free. (laughs) And Brian shifts his focus to Victoria and says, Victoria, what did you do? And in a moment of, like, shame, but also trying to protect her, he casts um, Sanctuary, which means um, any character that, uh, any creature that uh, attacks Victoria.
0: Has to make a wisdom saving throw. Yes is yes. Nice, Okay. nice. Uh, Roll me a d20 as well, please. 13. Okie dokie. Victoria, you hear the familiar tone of Brian's chastisement as he shouts at you from the pit, but you do feel like a slight almost comfort from it as you've come to get used to it a little bit. You feel a bit of safety in the familiarity as Brian (laughs) shouts at you from the audience. Uh, James, that's back up to your turn.
1: I was going to look at my team members and asked, we, do, do we want to continue fight? I mean, we have Victoria, do we want to continue fighting the ghosts? I mean, I suppose they're evil, right?
2: Victoria, why are they fighting you to begin with? Did you do something to them or is this out of the blue? I didn't do
4: anything. I just came in here and I was crying and they grabbed me.
1: <sighs> okay, fine. Ghostbusters it is. So I'm gonna... <laughs> I'm gonna... Yes! <laughs>
2: yes! <laughs> yes! Who are you gonna call? James Maudlin! <laughs>
1: So yeah, I'm going to fire at the uh, uh, the the one that was that was holding her. I presume he's still alive, not after the dog piss killed yes. him. Okay. Yes. It's
2: radioactive dog piss. <laughs>
1: he's
0: a bit further upstage, stage but still alive. Radioactive dog oh, piss. Hell yeah, James. Ooh, name. a 24. Very well done. Uh, roll for damage, please. 6. Yeah, this thing is on its last legs. As he goes, "Please stop talking in the theater." Is there anything else you want to do, James?
1: No, just after firing the arrow, I looked directly in Victoria's eyes and I was like, You're not gonna do that again, are you? Uh,
4: uh, (laughs) She's gonna. I'm next in line, right? Yes,
0: Victoria, your turn. She's
4: gonna pull out her second dagger and she's gonna whip around. She's gonna take her first attack and then she'll bonus uh, with her second dagger.
0: Okay, only two attacks.
4: (sighs) Okay, well, the first one definitely hits. 16?
0: Yes, that hits.
4: Okay, okay, a down a nine would
0: hit, right? Yeah, that, that, that would not hit.
4: Six points of damage, the second one does not
0: hit. Yeah, you leap, and in this fearful rage, you take two slashes. The second one misses, but the first one you cut straight across this usher's chest and and he whiffs off into a shadowy smoke, uh, and you nice. have defeated that one. Is there anything else you want to do? I think
4: that's all I could do. Yep, because I already used my bonus.
0: Okay, let's see. That is the shadow's turns. One of them is going to stay up on the stage uh, and come back to attack Victoria now. Uh, It does have to make the wisdom saving throw. What is that saving throw? Uh, It is 12. 12, okay. He fails that. Uh, So he makes his way towards Victoria and reaches out to try and grasp her. But then as he like swipes at her, you hear this echo of, Victoria, what did you do? And he kind of... (laughs) Thrown back a little bit. The other one, though, is going to make his way down around the pit, uh, and he's going to attack Cecil. Uh, Yeah, he's going to miss, too. Gosh dang it. I have these great enemies, and they roll horrendously. Uh, We depend Uh, on that. Cecil, you manage to step step aside. (laughs) You're tracking mud all through the theater. Please leave. And Cecil, that's your turn.
3: I'm going to I'm gonna like swing my bat up Get in a batter's stance I'm revoking your active <laughs> membership And I'm gonna swing it up
0: No uh, please I was so close oh to getting all God. of my EMC points <laughs> With your with your yes! usher points? <laughs> it's a strange program we have here in Bummerfield
2: He's actually like secretly a stage manager And no one knows
3: That's yes! a natural 20
0: with my silver yes! my, like clear Roll silver damage knife. 2d8 I believe Ooh, okay. My God. 16 points
3: of damage. And it's it's magical damage, too. Cause it it's, sure is. It's from yeah, my magical rear bat. you back
0: and crack him across the face. And you guys can tell that Cecil, with this magically imbued bat, seems to be breaking through whatever kind of resistance these things might have. And you crack him right across the jaw. And he <laughs> falls, slumps over his face into the pit and disappears in a wisp of smoke. Uh, and you've defeated that one as well. There's all, all that is left is the one up on the stage with Victoria. Cecil, is there anything else you want to do?
3: I'm just going to, yeah, I'm just going to put my bat at him. Mm-hmm. Like I'm calling my shot. And you hear this like whistling as Gertrude <laughs> okay. flies in. does a little flyby attack. Yeah. Well, that's a natural 19. Yeah. Five points. Gertrude piercing bears damage. her
0: fangs in. <laughs> flies down and clamps down on this uh, shadow's shoulder and does five damage reduced to three and that is Brian's turn Brian uh, as it comes up to your round you see Toby look at you wag its tail and (laughs) disappear in a puff of smoke oh bye Toby
2: Brian says thanks Toby (laughs) and then he Brian's got uh, his dagger in his hand still and he looks at the usher and says, uh, It's your unlucky day. Winds up the dagger over his head and just says, Macbeth, Macbeth, Macbeth! And like <laughs> throws the dagger
0: at the spirit um, as hard okay. as he can. Uh, oh I'm, my god, that's so great. Uh, yeah, I'm, I've got to say, roll with advantage for that. <laughs> thank
4: you. That was so good.
2: Oh, oh thank god you said okay, that. Okay, yeah, that hits roll 19 damage.
0: Yeah, you um, whip it back, five. and you it flies end over end. Uh, and it says, no, don't, it's the Scottish. And you you clip it right through the face. You can see like the shadow kind of tear away from its face, and then its face forms back, uh, but Icarus is kind of dripping from it as you've done some more damage. That is five, reduced to three. This thing's not looking great. And Brian, do you want to move anywhere? Do you want to get up on the stage, or do you want to stay down there? Um...
2: I want to climb okay. down into the pit.
0: Um, I, yeah.
1: Uh, what, like the rest of us are like, Brian, where are you <laughs> yeah, going?
0: Yeah, you guys You guys see are you Brian pull this like badass move of flipping this dagger and throwing it, clipping this guy across the face. And he kind of like, nods and then whoop, just throws his leg over the lip of the uh, the pit and starts to kind of shimmy down. I guess, Brian, roll me an athletics check to make sure you land okay. It's, it's about okay. a 10-foot drop.
2: Oh, well... <laughs> I don't know that I did.
3: Uh, is a three? You, have, you, you do. You have advantage on strength checks. Yeah, because oh, of the bear. All right, good. You're within.
0: Yeah, you're within the bear. Uh, uh, it's okay, a, it's well, a sure nine. Still, still is not, not enough. Uh, you're going to take one D10 of force damage uh, as you drop from this Jeez, height. Jesus, I'm uh, Brian, you take three damage as you kind of stumble as you get down to the to the pit.
2: Okay, as I as I as I hop down there, I throw my leg over and I say, "I've got a plan." And then I drop. and Then I
0: go, you are fine." And the- <laughs> you get see Brian like holding onto the edge. He's like, "All right," and then poof, it just falls and he dips out of sight. Uh, James, that's your turn. Oh my
1: gosh. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, well, I said I was. Oh yeah, that f- hits. Uh, fourteen to hit on the keep on firing. Keep. And then, uh, wow. Nine okay,
0: um, that is nine reduced to five. This thing is uh, on its last leg. When is the break time? When is intermission, please? Is there anything else you want to do, James?
1: Yeah, I, I, I look down to the pit. I'm like, why did you fucking do that, dumbass? <laughs> what was your plan?
2: Brian is assessing the damage to his ankle. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure you are. Alright, well, whenever you're you're done picking up your teeth, you know, come up here and join <laughs> the rest of Victoria, us.
0: Victoria, that's your turn.
4: I just look at this final spirit in front of me with my tea daggers, and I said, time for the final bow, and I slash
3: at him with
4: daggers.
3: Was-
4: <laughs> and they're both gonna hit I rolled a 17 and a 12, and that's plus for Victoria. Four both,
0: so. Show your work.
4: Yes! She says, take a final bow, and with a flourish, she does her own bow, and when she stands back up, she does a double swing. Yeah,
0: you cut this thing across the face, and he... "Ah, Please leave your playbills as you leave the theater. And he, poof, disappears. (laughs) Uh, You guys have made it out of this encounter. (sighs)
4: She just ends up, like, splatting (laughs) on the stage, and just... Laying there
1: and breathing, heavy. And to think I wanted to do theater. <laughs> Wait,
3: did you actually really want to do theater? Maybe. I'd buy tickets to that show. <clears throat>
2: anyway. Brian's down in the pit, and he just yells, Is it over? Did you? Is it over? Yeah. Okay. It's over. Great. Brian is trying to find a way to climb out of
0: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, roll me a perception check, Brian. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh! That's a natural twenty. You, yeah, you hear yes. you hear the voice of Victoria panting, and you manage to maneuver your way through the pit and up the stairs.
2: On my way out, I grab the conductor's baton. Yeah,
0: you see you see a, a shriveled baton that has some burn marks on it, but somehow has managed to stay behind this entire time, uh, the, over these past ten years. Um,
3: I'm gonna. Go up on stage, and I'm gonna start petting my <laughs> spectral bear. Uh does anyone hurt? Does anyone need any,
2: Victoria? I took a hit there for a second, but I'm but I'm okay. Um, my my real focus here is, uh Victoria. You wanna you wanna talk about the way that you're dealing with your emotions these days because it's kind of costing the entire group some shit here. Well, uh, no, don't.
3: That's that's what, Brian. That's on. It's not entirely, Victoria. I mean, I. That was a real shitty thing I did. I didn't realize how much that was going to hurt your feelings, Victoria. I'm just going to kind of, like, kneel and reach your hand to kind of, like, pull you up to a kneeling position, if you take my hand.
4: She, like, looks at you for a second, wipes the remaining, like, mascara that's streamed down her face, and she'll take your hand and get up.
3: I mean, yeah, Brian, you're right, too. Like, it's... I
2: usually am, thank you.
0: Except when you're trying to jump in a pit...
2: I had a plan. It, it didn't end up being needed because <laughs> Victoria had a great final line there, but there there was, a, there was a plan.
0: Yeah,
3: please please don't run off on us again. I I
2: I
4: accept your apology, Cecil. Um I can admit that maybe I overreacted a bit, but also I'm not going to apologize for having feelings.
3: No, um, absolutely not.
1: You should have Cuz that's to.
4: bullshit, Brian. I didn't realize um that I had some issues. Uh
2: sorry. I'm I would like to just I I would like to clarify. I have no problem with you having emotions. I I really Yeah,
1: there was no criticism over having emotions and feelings in of themselves. I
2: just I just, I think running away and, and getting taken control of by ghosts in a very burned down theater and a very dangerous that was
4: not my plan Brian I just needed a moment the
2: point is you don't know this area and you had no idea what to expect and you could have taken a moment upstairs I can take care of myself Brian okay Brian turns around and starts to walk away
4: I don't I I literally don't (sighs) need you to fucking protect me okay Brian keeps walking I can take care of myself Brian has now made it to the lobby
0: if you could all roll me a perception check please
4: Seventeen.
3: Fifteen. Twenty-two.
0: Okay, with all of your rules, you can all kind of hear this. As the din kind of settles down from this sudden argument, it sounds like someone warming up. And it sounds like it's coming from up above you guys.
3: Are there stairs that are leading to some sort of
0: With your perception check area? up on the stage, you can see, uh, stage... Oh my God, oh, it's been so long. Uh, it's been so freaking long. You can, so do, it. You can long. do it, buddy. Uh, stage <laughs> left, there appears to be, like, a hall and that kind of thing going off. But on stage right, you can see the remains of a rusted ladder that's uh, up against the wall that might lead to a an upper area.
3: Guys, stow it for just a second. We're gonna... I- We'll hash out the rest of this shit later. Listen. Uh,
0: I don't
3: don't think we've cleared out... Hmm? Uh, Okay. I don't think we've cleared out whatever force is still here. James, you're good at talking to ghosts. Even though, I don't know, that's a mulligan. Frankly, I'm not super down on talking to ghosts. I'm, you know... All about the Holy Spirit, evil spirits, not so much.
1: That's... Um, okay. Uh, I guess I go in the direction of this voice to, with the intention of speaking to this one, at least, successfully.
2: Brian starts walking back towards the stage, but only okay. with the intention of You guys walk James. over
0: to this ladder, and you see that it's kind of chipped off, uh, and it's probably about 10 feet above you guys. But it seems to lead to what you would assume would be a lighting grid up above the stage.
1: Well, even with my great acrobatics, I'm not going to be able to reach that, um, just like feasibly. All right, guys, uh, I, I, I'm not, I, I can't do that. So I'm
3: going to walk over and
1: I'm
0: going to jump on James. Okay, yeah, James, you can That's now uh, try and climb up to the ladder.
3: Your jump distance is tripled.
0: Yeah, oh, I'll, I'll say Holy you shit. can make ah. it up there. Um, and you kind of... Yeah, and you leap up leap. and you manage to kick off the wall just a little bit to grab onto the rung of the ladder. And as you do, it extend and, and it falls down to where everyone else can reach it now.
1: Ah. Um, well, then I'm gonna... Continue. Okay, up you shimmy and up there to the top. And
0: as you're looking out, you see it's like a it's a bar kind of lighting grid. And you see on the other side there appears to be another platform with a hall leading off. Uh but this grid is probably about about 20 feet over the stage. You coming? Um Yeah. Yeah, one sec. Okay.
2: Ryan turns around and climbs up the ladder.
3: Uh I'm gonna do a little whistle and i'm gonna get gertrude to come and land on victoria's shoulder
2: oh, god. what?
4: No, it's a it's, the fuck? it's a
3: it's a this is this is this gertrude
4: I feel like it's britney, britney Spears. Bitch. And she'll just slowly kind of <laughs> oh my
3: god sorry I, I pulled it out of my little khaki bag hey we should probably go check out whatever is up there um
4: well, I'm not supposed to do or touch or feel anything, so I guess I'll just follow.
3: Come on, Victoria. we we need you.
4: Apparently not.
3: But whatever. <laughs>
4: She'll
2: follow. Oh, can Brian hear No,
0: They're hear twenty, this conversation? They're twi- they're 20 no, feet 20 below up, you.
2: Twenty feet above you. Jess was double checking.
0: <laughs> so yeah, you guys make your way up and you see yeah, this lighting grid. It's probably Um, it probably stretches about 30 feet across no not 30 feet no like 60 feet across but uh 67 feet uh, thank across. you it's been so long too. it's been a long time since stagecraft and lighting. but yeah uh, on the other side you can see this platform uh that seems to be where this voice might be coming from
1: i uh, hope none you guys are crawling heights
0: uh, yeah, yeah. You start, yeah, was, I'm start creeping across. Going across. Everybody roll me a dexterity check.
1: Oh, boy. 12.
2: 17. Uh, yes, I also rolled a 17.
0: Five. You guys Five. are all going forward slowly, carefully, and Cecil, you here? And this bat flitters down right across your face, and you... Uh, slip, and you manage to grab onto the grid, uh, and you all keep your balance as well, but you now see this this swarm of bats descending upon you. What'd you like to do? I'll okay. grab uh, Roll me a up. strength check. Okay. I'm
3: just gonna yell to the bats who understand me. We're friends, we're friends, we're totally <laughs> roll friends. Me an,
0: roll me an animal handling check.
4: That was an 18 to grab it and
3: okay. pull back up. Oh, thank goodness. That's a 21.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, Victoria reaches down, grabs your hand, lifts you back up, and you hey, oh, it's okay, it's okay. And you hear the you see the bats guy kind of flittering, and then they're like a little unsure, and then Gertrude slithers out and floats in front of you and kind of nods its head like they're cool. And the bats kind of And flitter off uh, and make their way back up into the rafters. Thankfully, you guys managed to talk these bats down uh, and slowly, much more carefully, make your way across to the other side up here. And as you're up on this platform, you see a hallway that kind of dips around. As you walk around, uh, the hallway kind of opens up and it's probably about Ten feet wide, and there is a door at the end of the hallway. And there's kind of some torch sconces that are crumbled and burned. And there's this really ornate rug laid out in front that also has a bit of fire damage to it.
3: Do we still hear the? Yeah, you can the hear the it. warming up.
0: Ah, hey, hey! Yeah. <clears throat> Every van has his season. Every- <clears throat> Every, oh no! Uh, oh no! <clears throat> oh god, he's a tenor.
3: Oh god, he's gonna be so. He's gonna be an asshole. <laughs> I wouldn't know anything about this. <laughs> this world. Um, as we get within thirty feet of the door, uh, okay. I'm going cast. A tech Roll magic. me a d d20,
0: first of all. Uh, yeah, you pull out your Five. wand and give it a, a little flick, and you your senses kind of reach out uh, and you can feel that this rug in front of the door seems to be emanating some kind of... It's not really like a magical presence, it's almost like a spiritual presence.
3: Is this a magic carpet? Is this a flying carpet? Um,
4: Is that is Cecil saying that?
3: (laughs) Yeah, I'm saying that under my breath.
4: Okay, Victoria... Swishes her hand really quick and casts mage hand to go float over the rug okay. to one corner. Just slowly <laughs>
0: try to... Like okay, roll me a d20. Up. Okay.
2: And watch your mage hand okay. burst 18. into flames. You guys
0: see Victoria reach <laughs> yeah. out and this hand that you saw before, this kind of shimmery blue with pink sparkles, uh, reaches out and picks at a corner and you see this rug <gasps> wrap around it and it pulls up into this folded position uh, and starts to kind of like wriggle huh. around where the mage hand was.
4: Oh. That that would have strangled
3: us.
2: Um, I guess I just, uh, we just knock. And silence. Brian walks up behind James and just says five bye. minutes to places. Oh, oh damn. Ryan goes. Are you no are you decent?
4: Victoria's just looking at the guy. like, how do they know so much <laughs> about theater?
3: All right, I got, I got one, I got one. I'm gonna walk up to the door.
0: Five
3: hundred twenty-five thousand. <laughs> That's it.
0: That's it. (laughs) I opened the door. Uh, You open the door and it appears to be like a old fashioned version of what might be like a practice room. There appears to be like a desk. It's a bit more spacious, but there's like a desk and there's kind of a piano in the corner. And there is uh, some bookshelves that are lined with papers and you see not much else. Uh, There is a pile of bones seated at the desk. that are kind of slumped over. And it's it's wearing kind of the tattered remains of what might be like a performer's outfit.
1: Ah, so um, residual spirit, I suppose.
3: Are you still Nothing. here? Hmm.
1: Come on, see So you want to break out some more, Jonathan Larson, or
3: I don't know anymore, Jonathan. That's, that's, <laughs> that's Jonathan Larson. I
1: don't mm. know.
3: I wouldn't know. Um,
4: Victoria just goes to be or not to be, that is.
3: Come on, you can do it. The, question's his end the of question to noble and the Vine. Yeah, hear you. you know yeah. it.
2: Brian's gonna roll an investigation check on okay. the papers and everything.
4: Victoria's gonna go over to the skeleton.
0: Okay. Well, it's not too eight. hard to tell. Um, there seems to be like some charged sheet music among the papers, uh some uh scripts and such, and um Victoria, as you approach the desk, you are looking at the skeleton, uh, and you see there also appears to be like a flute seated on the the edge of the desk. She'll
4: pick
0: it
4: up. Victoria, what do you, what do you- I had to take Orchestra in middle school, and I remember a little.
3: Dude, that shit's probably really nasty. That's been you don't know. That's been she'll, she'll you don't wipe know off. Long. She'll
4: wipe off the mouth. <laughs> she cleans the spit like, valve <laughs> a little
2: bit. Yeah. Brian is sitting here trying to wonder whether the flute is part of band or orchestra in real life, and deciding whether or not she's
0: lying. <laughs> Jokes on! I, I mean, think it's it's a part of both. I have a proficiency,
4: but. <laughs> <yeah>.
0: <laughs> um, roll me a performance check.
4: <laughs> ah, that's a dirty Ooh, twenty.
0: Uh, dirty, nasty, dirty, dirty 20. in the remains of this dirty theater is a nasty twenty. Uh, what are you playing on the flute? Um,
4: <laughs> uh, she would just pick her favorite play chord, this, which is a minor. This chord,
0: uh, and it rings out, uh-huh. and you guys can tell that this is the same flute that was playing that you guys heard out in the square.
4: She remembers ever so slightly the intro, um, the Shire, (laughs) uh, through line. So it's the, yeah, so she would start, she'd start playing
0: that.
4: And then she would stop midway and go, oh shit. And she'd look at Brian and go, sorry.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I got it. Cause you're.
2: (laughs) Brian is staring directly at her and is not in the mood. (laughs) How old is the how old
3: is the flute I, how old are these I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and look at the bones and I I'd like to try ascertain and perceive how old ascertain how old
1: carbon date the bones a, like, carbon dating kit okay um, you yeah, go ahead and do an that
0: check. it's probably about I 10 guess years a history old check?
3: Uh, that is Just a dirty, disgusting dirty 20. <laughs> nasty,
0: covered in grime.
3: Absolutely horrendous. nasty. Uh,
0: yeah, you can tell these bones, uh, somehow. Cecil pulls out his his uh the few episodes of CSI that he's watched. Um and he Yeah, look, man, you, I watched look at, you look at you look at him and you can tell these bones are probably about ten years old.
3: Hmm, that correlates with our information that we received prior to coming here.
4: So, wait, like, it's the bones of a t- 10-year-old? No, the bones are 10 years it's old. It's been here for 10 years.
0: The remains. They're 10-year-old remains. The remains have With been here With a 20, for 10 it, it years, looks exactly. like this is probably about the... <laughs> I don't know how he knows this, but this is about the skeletal structure of probably about like an 18-year-old.
3: Ooh. I took anatomy. Uh, I, sports medicine. Um, I... And also, yeah, I did watch a <laughs> lot of bones. Um, like a a kid, it's just a kid, like us. And uh, I guess they died in
2: the fire. Brian just looks at Cecil and says, "You guess they died?"
3: Well, I guess they died in the fire, not by any other means. <laughs> I should have, yeah. I guess the syntax was not to your standard, Brian. But no, it's, yes. no. It's,
2: at this point, I'm used to it. I just wanted to clarify.
3: Yeah, um, I think the I I think the cause of death is probably the.
0: As you say that, I mean, the skeleton sits up, looks at you, and says, "You guessed the cause of death was fire." Brian reaches over and tries to high five the skeleton. Boom! Gives you a high five, and with that, class is dismissed. (laughs) (laughs) What? What? D Hall and Dragons is Andy Dinehart as Victoria Hightower, Danielle Grisco as Brian Tolkien, Brandon Lindsay as Cecil McNamara, Jackson Pounds as James Malden, and myself, Riley Wesson, as your DM. Thanks so much for listening to this session of D Hall and Dragons. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, we would love to see a five-star review from you, and even better, share it with your friends. Word of mouth is truly the best way to spread uh, the news about a podcast. And so we would love for you to spread it with more people in your life. Our theme music is Sonic Pogo by Vans of Japan. Other music can be found in the episode description. And our artwork is done by the wickedly talented Carlina Alvarez. Link to her stuff is in the description as well. Until next time. I mean, they've got a treasure trove of information that you can literally pick at whenever you want. Plus, you can probably use their study rooms to play some D&D if you want to. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next session.
3: I'm going to walk over and I'm going to cast jump on James.
2: I mean, don't we all wish we could, you know? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah.
0: James, you're, you can now, That's cute. you can now jump. It's been great playing with you guys. Oh it's my been a really time. Danielle, remember what we said last time about sexualizing these characters? Right, 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 right. Minors. my bad,
1: sorry. <laughs>